Hello and welcome to the Education Community Podcast, an exciting new platform brought to you by Bernardo's, the National Children's Charity. My name is Chris Paul and I will be your podcast host. Our aim is to produce episodes that will be supporting mental health and well-being across a variety of education services within the United Kingdom. We plan to interview a range of professionals in order for us to have a wider understanding of staff well-being, trauma, loss and bereavement as we continue to try and navigate through the difficult times faced across the country. Hello and welcome to episode one of the Bernardo's Education Community Podcast. We're very grateful for you tuning in to what we're trying to do today. And in this episode, you will be hearing from the project worker team, including myself and my colleagues, Marie Thomas and Safira Bourne, and also our program manager, Samara Barnes. We want to put a disclaimer out at the start of the podcast series to let you know that everybody in the team at the minute is working remotely due to the global pandemic. Now, with that comes its own challenges of noises in the background, such as dogs barking, children talking, the postman coming to the door, or a mixture of all of those. And we want to reassure you that we have everything under control. But yeah, if you hear anything in the background, that is why. For our podcast today, we are going to be, as I say, sharing our story so far. We are at the start of a journey that we're very passionate about. And this podcast is just going to play a part in the resources that we're looking to build for education staff across the United Kingdom. So, yeah, first and foremost, we will kick off with an interview with our programme manager, Samara Barnes. And we do hope that you enjoy our podcast. So I'm now joined by Samara. How's things, Samara? Yeah, I'm really good. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. Thanks. I'm great. And thank you for coming on to the podcast and, and sharing what we're hoping to be doing over the next period of time with, with the project. Um, I just thought I would start off by letting the, the listeners have an insight into yourself and a little bit about your, your work background. So if you don't mind sharing some of your uh, history, that would be that would be great if, if that's okay. Yeah, not at all. It, this is certainly not um, a bad way of ending my Wednesday at work. Um, so yeah, I'm Samara and I'm the program manager for Bernardo's education community. Um, I've worked for Bernardo's for just over eight years, but I've worked in children's social care for nearly 15, nearly 15 years. Um, I don't think I'd ever thought that I'd get to say that. Um, if people who work with in children's services um, tend to either do it for quite a short time or, or they're there forever. And, and I think I'm one of those people who's going to be doing it forever now. Um, I started off working in children's homes and, and my career sort of moved around quite a lot from there. I've spent a lot of time working in, in residential with homeless people um, supporting people with substance and alcohol misuse and um, all of the services that I've worked at, I've had a, a high contingent of young people that have had mental health problems from, from what people might class as sort of mild to, to, to quite severe. Um, so I do have quite a strong background in working with people with mental health and also supporting people who support those with mental health problems. Um, and I think that's why I'm so passionate about this project. It, it's one thing doing the work yourself um, but it's a completely other piece of work, helping those to make sure that they do the work well. 
that they feel supported to do the work and that they can take care of themselves as well. Yeah, no, it's great. And I suppose it, it shows the, the wealth of background and experience that, that you've got to bring to it. And I think it, it's a really good point in terms of this project is, is helping to hopefully look after the, the education staff across the United Kingdom as they aim to support young people. And we are coming through a, a, a tricky time is, is probably underestimating it, but in terms of the global pa pandemic that, that's happened, um, how have you found that period of time? Because obviously we have came together as a, as a team, which is uh, under strange circumstances, obviously across the United Kingdom. Um, and you know school closed early on and stuff like that but how have you found it particularly in your local area i'm going to try not to come out of all of the um covid cliches um <laughs> because i find myself using some of the same phrases and terminology when when i talk about this and um, you could almost play bingo with some of them i think and <laughs> um, i live up in lancashire which has had some of the strictest restrictions of the whole of the whole of the uk and it has been really tough it's been tough as a as a mum. It's been tough as a member of the community, and it's been tough as someone who works in children's services and who works for a national charity. There's absolutely no getting around that. And um, what I've really tried to focus on is is trying to find some positives every day, which can be really really tough. Um, and doing my best again to, to support those people that I work with. Um, I'm in. A much more fortunate position than most I'm lucky to be able to work at home and stay safe as best I can so I just try and make it a little bit easier for for other people I suppose on a personal level in terms of professionally um it's I've worked from home on and off for a while so that's not been particularly difficult but that permanence of working from home um and going from the bedroom to the bathroom to the living room to the kitchen to work you know it it, it can be quite um quite tedious but we learn new strategies to cope with things like that. You know, um, we as a team, we have something called Team 10, don't we? So we catch up every morning for, for 10 minutes. And I hope that gives some connection and makes people feel like they're part of a team and that they're not stranded. Yeah. Um, I'm also the chair of the Women's Network for Bernardo's as well. Um, and we created something called the virtual staff room so people can come from all parts of the organization from all the different business lines um, and they can come to an open space where we either have um sort of themed discussion or just open discussion and again the aim of that is so people can have these water cooler moments that they just meet that they're just missing being at home um and i told you that i'd go off the subject straight away didn't i <laughs> right. That's fine. No, I, I, the reason that well, I wanted to talk about this is because our project that we are delivering is in relation to, to COVID to an extent and in response to how difficult it's it's been um, and the challenges um, and also trying to, to find the positives. And I suppose we'll, we've touched on the project a little bit, but it'd probably be a good opportunity for yourself to, to share what the project is fully and what we're, we're aiming to achieve over the next period. Yeah, absolutely. So this project has been quite, I say a long time in, in the process. Um, people started working on it in essence in July because they knew that there had to be some sort of response to what was happening to our children and young people um, in schools and um, to how the educators and those that were supporting them um, sort of worked. So everything changed 
people keep going back to keep saying the, the phrase uh, the new normal but that it's ever ever evolving you know there could be a new normal this week there could be a new normal the next week uh, and, and, and on and on and on um, so the project is really sort of born of of that it's the need for people in education to be able to look after themselves and look after others um, to make sure that young people are supported with areas of trauma loss grief and bereavement and really to make sure that things are dealt with at a level so they're not having to be taken up to a sort of tiered approach so they're not having to go up to um, either see a medical professional or, or, or further on from there so it's trying to keep things as as safe as possible for the young people in an education setting where they feel safe um, the program of work has got quite a few parts to it um, and it sort of all homogenizes in one lovely hub um, so we have the um, the resource hub which is um, a, an absolute wealth of resources that people can access around those areas that I mentioned and the nice thing about that is that um, while some of them are quite broad and they talk about the subject areas in broad terms some of it's quite nuanced so if you want to look at something really specific in terms of loss then you'll be able to find that um, the same as if you want something um, around staff well-being you know it's not just staff well-being as as a, as a whole, we've really looked at the granular detail of that and offered specific pieces of support for that. The same with the training. Um, the training um, is under development and, and with, with it all, what gets launched immediately isn't the end package. We'll be drip feeding and adding content as we go because we know that COVID is emerging. We know that people uh, are ever evolving. So I think it's really, interesting that we have an iterative approach to this and, and really own the fact that it will never be finished because it's always moving on um, the really exciting part is the community of practice um, and I think quite a lot of the staff on the, the team are looking forward to being involved in the community of practice and that is a, um, a place where we hope educators can find peer support they can help each other in a professional capacity they can find that virtual staff room as well because I do know that a lot of staff rooms don't operate as they used to with COVID guidance and um, there'll be lots of themes in there where people can make mini communities there could be one which is just for Scotland just for England um, the they could be for just for early years just for higher education so people are speaking to people who are dealing with the same thing as them and, and really being able to share best practice and, and, and share the concerns too. The last one, and that's the thing that is going to be a little bit further down the line, is that we're going to have a helpline. Now, helpline um, isn't something like childline. It's more a sort of consultative basis where if people are using our resources or they're using our training and they think, how can I really adapt that to work in my setting? We can do that piece of work with them to help them understand how that will work for them so i think i've covered all of it <laughs> i hope i have anyway yeah no i think you have and i think one of the good bits for me is is what you mentioned in terms of it's a piece of working project that can always evolve and i think that in the times that that we're living in that's important to do that and i think that you know even out with covid hopefully covid is a thing of the past um we're still going to be seeing young people experiencing loss, trauma, grief and, and bereavement, you know, so 
it's <clears throat> it's an exciting project, uh, and I think it's no, I think you've done a a good job of of summarising it. Um, uh, well, this is this is it, Chris. I mean, you know, we it was in response to COVID because it really exacerbated all of these areas. But these areas existed before, and they will exist afterwards. In because there will always be something that happens. You know, one of the things that that was my dog who sneezed, and that's my dog who's now. We knew that was going to happen, didn't we? Yeah. Um, so one of the things that um we sort of talked we, that we've talked about is that. Um, there was there's a group of children, a group of young people that have experienced loss because they've missed out on doing the GCSEs, they've missed out on prom, they've missed out on all of those experiences. Yeah. But actually, that's going to be quite far-reaching, and that that will affect them in different ways when they get older. There was young people who didn't experience a, a positive transition from primary school to high school. So when we look at loss and, and grief, you know, we're not looking at traditional loss we're looking at, at, at new types of loss which will have an impact that we don't understand yet yeah yeah no definitely and and my other role which i mentioned previous to, to this interview we noticed a lot of that where it was new losses in terms of young people not being able to do that transition work not being able to do exams not being able to finish school properly uh, so yeah there's, there's quite a lot and and within that what we're looking to focus on, which underpins all of it. And without this, it probably doesn't work as staff wellbeing um, and how staff feeling. So one of the questions that, that I'm going to continue to feature in the podcast with people is first and foremost, how, how good a job the teaching staff and education staff, the wider staff, anybody that works in a school, how good they've done. But what would be your message to, to those teaching staff that we're hoping to to get into, you know, accessing a project and the ones that are out there, you know, really doing the, the, the work in the schools. Um, I'm really glad you brought that up, Chris, because it's a really important part of the programme to me. Um, it was found out in our initial research, and I'm sure this has been mentioned before, that that, that is really key to the, to the programme. Um, I am going to use... Um, a bit of a cliche but you can't pour from an empty cup and you know you can practice self-care as much as you want but if that's not really happening and people don't feel okay they can't make other people feel okay um, and we also need to really recognize that those that are, that are teaching our children and young people and supporting them in schools are going through their own loss and grief and bereavement you know some of that could be actual loss you know that unfortunately there's a catastrophic amount of people that have died. So there could be that lost grief and bereavement from there, but, you know, people are suffering from long COVID, so they may be back at work, but still, but still poorly. So I think it's, it's, the, it's the absolute crux of this programme for me is, this, is the staff wellbeing side. What, I, what my hope is for that is that educators do have some time afforded to them to be able to really buy into this programme of work. Um, that they are afforded the time to be able to take the training, use the resources and, and practice a little bit of self-care. Um, I do hope that they find it useful and I hope that they engage with us and let us know maybe what isn't working because sometimes that is just as important, if not more so than knowing what is working because then we can tweak it and make it right for people. It's about us being all part of this community together. You know, we want to be as as much in the muscle of this community as our educators are and we want to go on this journey with them to make sure it works for them 
that almost sounded like a Miss World speech then, didn't it? <laughs> but no, you know, I, I have thought about this a lot and, and, and we have to absolutely get this right for our educators um, to make sure that they can get it right for our young people. Yeah, totally agree. And I think, you know, we, we've saw how hard they've worked, even when schools were off, uh, they were doing loads of work behind the scenes as well and really putting themselves out there and they're in the, the sort of classrooms where, you know, COVID cases are occurring on a daily basis as well and putting themselves really out there. So we've Yeah, created- and I think people forget that actually they were never closed. Um, you know, people talk about the schools being closed, whatever date it was, 23rd of March, engraved on my head. Um, but actually, you know, the 99% of them were still open for key work for kids. And, you know, the, the work that went on in those schools was just incredible. I, I don't know about all the schools across the country, but I know where I live, they became the absolute heartbeat of our communities. They were delivering so much work, so much specialist social care as well you know it, it they, they really were champions and i don't think that they get enough credit yeah very very similar and and in, in, in scotland as well in terms of the, the key workers and the, the schools bernardo's were a big part of what was delivered locally as well so yeah mm. it's a good point and we're going into you know a, a small break over the, the the christmas period and but they'll be back um and you know we, we need to make sure that our staff and it's not just our, our teachers it's not just you know the the support workers it's everybody that's involved in in that school that we need to make sure that they you know their well-being is as good as possible so it's a big yeah, part abs- of the project yeah absolutely and i just want I, I, I don't think i've made it quite clear um but we do sort of go through the full education journey so from early years all the way through to higher education um we have specialists on our team that that have got those expertise because they've worked in those areas. But I think, I think we found from some focus groups that we've done um, about the absolute intrinsic need for this support in further and higher education. We only need to look at what's been going on at some of the universities and and how their students have been affected, which is obviously going to have an impact on on the lecturers and the professors and the pastoral staff there. Um, so it does cover that such a breadth of of ages and stages. Um, I think that's the other thing that's quite exciting about it too. Same, I would agree, and I think you know we're going to go into our next segment, which is meeting the theme and finding out a little bit in regards to where people have came from in terms of their work experience and their journey um, which will lend itself to that whole early years to you know university college levels as well which is great yeah well I'm really proud of the staff team that we've got uh, you know there is such a, a real wealth of experience between um I'll include you in that as well Chris <laughs> you know we, we've got we've we've got a great team and I, I feel fully confident that they can they can deliver what is needed. Um, we've also got some really great organisations that we're working with as well to make sure that the information that we give and we share is the absolute best for that specific topic. You know, Bernardo's, um, and I would say this, is incredible at a lot of the stuff that they do, but I think we have to own that they're not the specialists in every area. So we've been having conversations with Papyrus, um, which is a charity that... that um, work with young people and, and, and suicide 
we've been talking to the um, to the trauma council. Um, there's there's lots of these organisations that are the absolute specialists at what they do. So we're working in partnership and drawing on their resources instead of trying to reinvent the wheel because it just there's just no point. Yeah, no, it's it's been good to to do that, and I think it gives a more informative you know article or resource for the the, the people that's accessing it. Which has been... exactly. it does no good to be in an echo chamber, does it? No, no, definitely not. And it's going to be a good journey. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. The podcast that we're going to be doing are, are going to be part of that resource. Uh, and hopefully in the, the near future, we'll, we'll get a catch-up podcast with you, Samara, and hopefully things are, are going well. Yeah, well, I look forward to it. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the podcast, actually. I'm going to be listening to them while I take my dog for, for a walk. So <laughs> I'll be uh, rating and reviewing, as I hope everybody else does. A little yeah. plug for you there, Chris. Yeah, no, I'm looking. I'm I'm really looking forward to to doing them. As I said at the start of the the podcast, I've I have done podcasts before, but I'm really looking forward to to this because it's something that I'm really passionate about and something that I think is really really important. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, and thanks again for coming on as as our first guest. No problem. I'm honoured. Thank you very very much. Thank you. We're now going to continue on the same pattern and interview the rest of the team so that you get the chance to meet them. That includes Marie Thomas and Safira Bourne. Safira, I'm going to come to yourself. How are things with you? Hi, Chris. Yeah, doing good, thank you. Yeah, really excited about the uh, this new project we're working on. That's great. Thank you. And thanks for, for coming on to, to the podcast to, to share some of your, uh, your viewpoints. Uh, appreciate you doing that. And I'll go over to Marie now. Marie, how how's yourself? Hi, Chris. Hi, Safira. Yes, I know. I'm I'm equally excited about the education community. Um, I think it's a really great opportunity for people working in all different spheres of education to be able to come together and 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 get support from Bernardos. Yep, that's great. Thank you very much. Now, obviously, in, in this segment today, we're going to be discussing ourselves um, as part of the team and what we're looking to, to get out of the project. And I'll start off with a little bit about myself and my professional background. I have worked with young people and families since 2009 in a variety of settings. And most recently, in 2017, joined the Bernardo's Nurture Service in Inverclyde as part of the Raising Attainment team um, in the secondary schools in Inverclyde and have worked as part of that team since then and remain there uh, the other half of the week. So with that, obviously have experience of, of working in an education setting and working with young people across various ages. Um, I'll come to yourself, Safira, um, just a little bit about yourself and also what your journey to get to, to this point in the Bernardo's. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm a mental health practitioner um, in the emotional health and well-being service. So my background is emotional health and mental health and well-being. Um, I've worked with young people now for the past 20 years. So I've got a good, good understanding of children and young people. And I think, uh, you know, working with the Bernardo's education community will be really great to support staff and education staff who are working with children and young people and being able to bring some of that knowledge and experience around emotional health and 
mental health and to help with you know staff being able to understand better what they can do to support because they're already doing a, doing a great job as we know well, that's great thank you some good stuff in there particularly around the, the mental health and what we've experienced since the the pandemic and, and the lockdown which obviously had an impact on children and young people and, and as you said uh, ed education staff's well-being as well so really important thank you very much uh, Maria I'll come to yourself now um, what about your journey to, to this point what's what's it been like to, to now arrive at, at this point where have you been before well I, I come from a teaching background so I trained <clears throat> in 1989 <laughs> uh, and I worked um, in Bradford West Yorkshire uh, with families and children um, in a primary school. Uh, I started off with seven to nine-year-olds and then I became an early years specialist uh, and then moved um, into advisory work, uh, supporting practitioners, teachers, all different members of staff in the Bradford area. Um, I then uh, moved to Somerset and I took up a, an advisory role there, but I was working with children and families uh, families of children with additional needs and supporting their transition into school. Um, I've then worked as a, a, a senior advisor and went into being the head teacher from that point uh, of a nursery school and um, children's centre for five years. Uh, I've spent a little bit of time as a part-time head in another nursery school and then I've worked as a coach, achievement coach, supporting schools, um, to ensure that the most vulnerable children um, get the support they need. And, and that's really been my thread that I've worked in areas where people are facing multiple challenges and therefore children are facing certain barriers, which, you know, obviously you've been keen to ensure are removed. Um, and that's why I'm delighted now to have moved into Bernardo's. We've got that you know, solid background in supporting children and families in, in challenging circumstances. So I'm delighted to be working both on See, Here Respond, which is the programme supporting children and young people um, who've been impacted by coronavirus and with the education community. That's brilliant. Thank you. And lots of positive stuff there that's going to be useful in, in our journey uh, as part of the education community. And suppose for the, the teaching staff that are hopefully going to be listening to this, it's good for them to know that, that you've been in their shoes and you've walked in and you know what they're trying to do at the minute, which is great. And I suppose just to summarise some of that, it's, this is going to be across the United Kingdom. And as you can tell from our different accents, we're obviously representing different areas of the United Kingdom. And I think that's going to be really important as we, we move forward to give different perspectives. So yeah, that's our, our ourselves and giving you the opportunity to, to meet us and learn a little bit more about the team behind the education community. Um, we'll go move on to our next question, which is the hopes for the education community project. Um, and I'll come to yourself first, Safira, if that's okay, just in terms of what you're hoping to get over the next 18 months plus, potentially. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Chris. Um, I think we've got so many, uh, you know, we've got such a load of great ideas that we're, we're looking at implementing. Um, and I've got a lot of hopes for the Bernardo's education community and just the support that it's going to be able to offer uh, people in education settings 
Um, I know that we are looking at a whole suite of different tools and resources and support that we can offer to educators. Um, lots of information and um, things that education staff can take away and um, utilize. Um, and offering lots of different things, uh, not only on the website, but things such as training and opportunities to have maybe well-being coffee mornings, um, obviously using the podcasts. And there's just a whole host of things that we feel will be really useful to uh, people in education settings and just for us to really support what they're already doing and offer something extra um, that they can access to um, help with the, with the work that they're doing. Um, and to offer that peer support amongst educators and offer a, a space to do that. So, yeah, lots of um, great things in Momentum at the moment. So really looking forward to getting more things out there. That's great. Thank you. Um, and echo a lot of what you're saying. Totally agree with how exciting it is and everything obviously just around the corner, ready to go. Um, come to yourself now, Marie, um, in terms of your hopes for the, the project ahead. Yes, I mean, I echo a lot of what uh, Safara said as well, and um, I, I'm particularly uh, excited about the opportunity to develop those kind of communities, really, of practitioners um, who can, as, as Safara was saying, develop that peer support, share ideas, um, really kind of gather strength, really, from being with each other. And, and I want to ensure with with uh, within the team that we're we're really meeting the needs of all staff you know i think we're all on that same journey um we sorry we all have the same commitment to including everybody who works in schools and settings education settings because we recognize that with the different roles come different challenges different responsibilities and that actually sometimes you need a space that's that's generic and other times you need a space which is actually more tailored to the needs either of the children and staff that you're um, children and young people you're working with or to the role that you're undertaking um, and I also really optimistic and hopeful that we can use the expertise that's already within Bernardo's but in also in partnership with other organizations and create you know resources and training that really look at some of the the most pressing sort of needs amongst children and young people at the moment uh, we know that there's been a huge impact on everybody but particularly for some of the most vulnerable children and, and young people in in the UK yeah no that's great thank you for sharing that in terms of my own hopes I suppose you guys have covered probably a lot of, of what I'm looking to to get and sharing the same visions I suppose with it for me it, you know a big part of what we're doing and, and you've both covered this is how teachers and education staff wider education staff as you mentioned Maria are feeling at the minute because they are really dealing with a lot of pressure um, and it's ongoing obviously we're coming up to a, a short break for them at the minute but it's been relentless for them and I think giving you know them a, a platform to, to access hopefully we can do that justice because if they come here and they get something from that it's 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 obviously a good thing that we're, we're hoping to try and do so yeah we're all on the same page which is great and hopefully these podcasts obviously can can help as we we develop that too now i'm going to come on to our sort of final um part of this section with meeting the team and just 
for yourselves to, to put any comments out to education staff who may be listening, you know, may have had teachers, teachers, classroom support workers, um, wider office staff, there could be absolutely anybody that, that listens to it that hopefully we can impact. So what would your message be to them if I come to yourself, Safira? Yeah, I think um, what we know is that we've all had to adapt um, quite quickly to the situation that we've all faced at the beginning of this year. And, um, and what we've seen is just the resilience and just the way we've all, you know, seen how we've been able to bounce back and how we've been able to kind of adapt with the changes. When if somebody had probably told us that this was going to happen a year ago, we just wouldn't have imagined how anybody would cope. But somehow um, together we've been kind of getting through and we find ourselves at the end of the year. I think that um, a quote that rings really true for me at the moment um, is that we're all in the same storm, but we're not all in the same boat. And I think that's really important that although we're all going through uh, the COVID pandemic together, our experience and, and how that's personally impacting us can be very different from one person to the next. And what we've identified um, through research um, is that staff well-being has been something that we really need to focus in on um, and that different staff members are experiencing things quite differently um, person to person in school to school or college um, and that's something that we really want to offer more support in um, where, where we can and um, so I think that that's um, that's something that you know I really noticed that you know people you know in schools and things we've all been adapting you know the best that we can under the circumstances we've been given but I think that you know keeping that well-being uh, front and, and, and centre and just prioritising that is a really important message to get out there that where possible to really take that time to self-care to look after yourself to remind yourself what a great job that you are doing um, and that without you um, schools and education settings couldn't function and couldn't run um, so really you know just well done to everybody really um for, for um just getting as far as we have done brilliant that's great some nice messages in there um marie come to yourself yeah i echo um, everything that safara said and i really yeah just want to add that i totally respect and acknowledge um everything that educators whatever role they're in have been doing there's been amazing um, activities um, out of school, supporting families, taking on that wider role of supporting families as well as, as the children within their care. And a real diligence, a real commitment, which there's always there. But I think and I hope um, I've heard that a lot of there's a lot more respect uh, from parents and carers. Um, about the role that's being played. They've, a lot of parents and carers have had to undertake the teaching themselves and supporting their, their young people and children at home. And, and it is, it's a real challenge. And I think, you know, for, for teachers, educators in, in all different roles, they've had to adapt as Safira said, they've had to do that remote learning as well as do the face-to-face -face work within their settings. And, I wish you all, you know, a really, really positive 2021 after all the great things that you've been doing this year. That's great. Some nice messages there. And, and again, 
you know, I would really agree with everything that, that's been said. And for me and my other post with, with Bernardo's, um, I'm still working in, in schools, as I'd mentioned, and I saw firsthand how creative the teaching staff and, and wider staff have been to support young people who are potentially going hungry, who, you know, don't have access to, to food at home, um, who are, you know, families are struggling financially. And very much what, what you're saying, Marie, you know, staff really thinking outside the box to support the most vulnerable of our children and young people in communities. And, you know, when people sign up to be teachers, they probably don't sign up to, to do that side of things, you know, but they, they've all evolved and, and really developed. I suppose a way of, of caring and showing that and I think you know that how much they've done how much the teaching staff have really done and in, in this period of time for me is has been very impressive um, and it's been good to be part of that and a, a support uh, side with Bernardo's and it's now going to be good to try and really support people moving forward with the education community so yeah really echo what, what everybody says and that's this segment over. We will have opportunities to, to speak with Marie and uh, Safira as we move forward in our, our podcast series and as we develop the, the project that we're looking to, to do. And we'll provide, obviously, when we submit our, our podcast, we'll provide contact details if anyone has anything that they'd like to, to ask us any questions from. So thank you to, to both Marie and Safira for your time. And as I say, we'll, we'll hear from you guys again soon. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for listening to the Education Community Podcast brought to you by Bernardo's. We hope to see you again soon.